Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Two weeks into the NFL practice season and a big name, not currently important. I'm not not talking about Des Bryant. I'm not talking about Des Bryant. A big name could be employed by the NFL soon. Dan Snyder and his beloved NFL franchise in Northern Virginia slash Washington, D.C. They need reinforcements. They have been beaten. They have been broken at the running back position. Darius Geis, who? Darius Geis, the rookie running back who was projected as the de facto starter or certainly a key part of the running attack with the Redskins. Never heard of him. Well, because he played like one game, a half a preseason game, he got hurt. It was the first quarter. Done, gone, ACL, snap, crackle, pop, out for the year. He's not alone. Several other players in the backfield for the Redskins have gone down with various ailments, some of them more serious than others, but Geis out for the year. And so the Redskins have said, bring in the cavalry. We need help. We need Now, I'm not going to sit here and do a Mallard monologue about Orleans Darqua, who they brought in. For, he played with the Giants. Orleans Darqua. Who? Or Jamal Charles, who was good years ago with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not going to talk about that. But guess who else is coming to town? He's on the train right now. He's heading into town. Have you heard? The Notorious. Adrian Peterson. That is right. We are told that the free agent running back, Adrian Peterson, is set to hang out later on Monday with the brass, the big shots that run the Washington Redskins. Jay Gruden, Dan Snyder, and his minions will get together and they'll have a cup of coffee and they'll hang out and they'll possibly even work out Adrian Peterson. So let's discuss here. The question is rather simple. Would Adrian Peterson, knowing what we know 
We don't work in the NFL. We don't have to work in the NFL. We watch the NFL occasionally. Would Adrian Peterson be an upgrade at running back for the Redskins? Uh, the answer here is only on a video game, but only on a video game if you played a version of Madden from about three or four years ago. Only then would this be an upgrade for the Redskins. So if the Redskins can get Peterson to promise that he'll play like he did on the Madden game, slash you know, Madden, I don't know, 14 or Madden 13, if he can play like that, we're good. Sign the guy. Problem is, he can't play like that. Like many things in life, the idea of it is much better than the reality. And there's a lot of things we look for in life. We're like, man, that would be really good if I had that. But then when you get it, you're like, ah, it's not that good. I, I, I thought it was going to be better. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of low-information fans that is out there. The low-information fans that go around here, and they think that Adrian Peterson is still Mr. All-Pro, Mr. MVP running back Adrian Peterson because they're living in a time warp. Right? They have the memories of how he was at one point with the Minnesota Vikings, and they remember that, and the nostalgia of Adrian Peterson running the football. Man, he was great. And I, I advise you to hold on to that. Right, Hold on to that. You can play the old Madden games, the video games you can play, the, the photography, the, the video also on the Internet, on YouTube and other places. The problem is this. That version of Adrian Peterson, that ship has left the port. And it is out to sea. And not only is it out to sea, I believe it's hit an iceberg. It's hit an iceberg. Now, it hasn't sunk yet, but there's a lot of water coming in the hole. There's a lot of water, and it does not appear that they can fix it. They're going to have to take it to dry dock, but they don't have a chance to get it to dry dock because it's about to sink in the middle of the Atlantic. That's the problem. You see the issue there? You see the problem? I think you do. I think you do. So it's been years since Adrian Peterson has been – a wrecking ball. Now he's a wrecking ball, but in in not the positive way that he had been. And so the advice here, and it's a key thing in all of our lives, whatever we do, whatever you do, whatever I do, uh, a good life, a life well lived here is to not make the same mistake that someone else has made, to learn from other people's mistakes and to not repeat those mistakes. If you do that, you're doing pretty good. Also, don't repeat your own mistakes. But in the case of the Redskins, Uh, This is a simple, hey, do not make the same mistake other people have made. For example, the Saints and the Cardinals. They made mistakes. Don't follow down that path. Peterson was supposed to have a career renaissance in 2017. There were people very optimistic. Uh, People on social media, we talked about it here, talking about how amazing Peterson looked with the New Orleans Saints before the season began and week one against the Vikings when he was pouting and sulking on the sidelines because he wasn't getting enough playing time. Yeah, how did that go? And then the Cardinals. Remember, Cardinals, uh, he had one really good game, I believe it was against Tampa Bay with the Cardinals, and people say, he's back. There you go. He just had to have a change of scenery. There you go. Peterson's back. Yeah. Well, if you, if you, yeah, exactly. If you add it up, AP, or some used to call him AD as in all day, uh, Adrian Peterson averaged 3.39 yards per carry over 10 games for New Orleans and Arizona last season. Now, to put that in perspective, I could go down right now to a local park, and I could get a guy from the park, and he could get 3.39 yards per care if I put the right pads on him and put him in a weight room. <laughs> so and, uh, that's just the case. Now, the second thing here, as we chat on the Ben Maller Show on Fox, Adrian Peterson at this point is what? He is an enigma. That is what Adrian Peterson is, often deceptive, Because if you look at the exterior, you say, built like a Greek god. To the naked eye, Adrian Peterson appears to be bigger. He appears to be stronger. He still looks faster than everyone else who plays in the NFL at the running back position. And then you have to go to the eye doctor. You put on some bifocals. You put those glasses on, and you say, whoa, wait a minute. What the heck? He's compromised, right? He's not. He's not bigger, stronger and faster than everyone. And and it wasn't just last season. There's this myth, well, it was last season. You know, he's working his way back. He got suspended, and he missed a bunch of time. He got hurt, blah, 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 blah. The last 20 games, this goes all the way back to week 10 of the 2015 season, back in his salad days with the Minnesota Vikings. Adrian Peterson has been Mr. Ordinary. Now, what is my evidence to prove that Adrian Peterson has been Mr. Ordinary 
I will tell you. Those 20 games, Peterson has averaged 56.3 yards per game. From a football standpoint, this is a non-starter. He's 33 years old. He brings the baggage with him. He flopped now for parts of three seasons and with the Vikings at the end and we mentioned the Cardinals and the Saints also. And so this would not be an improvement over the de facto starter, which is who? Rob Kelly. The great Rob. Could you get a more generic name? Rob Kelly is the name of the running back. He's been there, been around. He's 25 years old, and he has actually averaged 3.9 yards per attempt over the course of his brief career with the Washington Redskins. Now, the last thing here, all right, there's another layer to the cake, and it's the Adrian Peterson cake. And it is the business side of football. And Dan Snyder, he knows what he's dealing with here. He understands how stupid most fans are. And he realizes that many who go to his football games in that area, that region, are casual football fans. There's a lot of transient career politicians who pass through the swamp and in Northern Virginia, Landover, Maryland, and all, all around the Washington, D.C. area. And they pass around there. And they know that he knows that those pe- to those people, the casual observer, the occasional football fan, Adrian Peterson is still a big deal. He doesn't have anything left in the tank, but he'll create some excitement. He'll sell some tickets, some merchandise, get people talking about the Redskins like we're doing right here. The Redskins appear to be a 7 and nine, eight and eight, nine and seventeen. They're a Jeff Fisher team. Anywhere from seven and nine to nine and seven. And Adrian Peterson, uh, you, you can sell history. It's like a baseball team. You know, baseball they do this all the time. They'll sign the washed up slugger who's approaching five hundred home runs so they can make a big deal about it, have the player hit five hundred home runs in their uniform. Well, in this case, Adrian Peterson, he's twelfth on the all time rushing list. He's three yards behind the 11th place, Jim uh, or Marshall Falk. Uh, he's 36 yards behind Jim Brown, who's 10th. So you put him in there. One game, he moves from 12th to 10th on the rushing list. And if Peterson can play like five, six, seven games, he should be able to get 463 yards. And if he does that, he'll move ahead of Tony Dorsett for ninth place on the all-time rushing list. So in other words, it's good for marketing. Go back to that word nostalgia. And he can say, hey, listen, you can see a guy move into the top 10 all-time in rushing. You know, of course, you just have to overlook the fact that anything good Peterson ever did was with the Minnesota Vikings. And you also have to lo- overlook the fact, the, the, the infamous switch, uh, the, the branch beating that Peterson was a party to. And by the time people figure out that Peterson can't play with the Redskins, the tickets are already purchased, the jerseys have already been ordered, and you're done. That's it. You move on. All right, it's the Ben Mather Show on Fox as we take your phone calls if you would like to be one of the early risers or late-to-bed people, depending on how you look at it. Uh, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can be part of the festivities. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. And this is the week, later this week, on Friday night, we will have a big Maller Militia night. If you've not heard about it, we'll be hanging out. Uh, it's not geographically desirable to everybody, but if you're able to make it, we'd love to hang out with you and meet you and say hello and thank you for listening to the the show. We'll be in San Bernardino, in San Bernardino, in California, SoCal, hanging out in the Inland Empire uh, 66ers game. And there's like a whole section, which will be probably the best-looking people, I would think, in, in that whole ballpark will be in that section, the sexiest people, the brightest people, the the, the most well-off people will all be united as one. Uh, what a, No, no, no. It's going to be marvelous. It's going to be great. The Maller Militia assembled, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So that'll be on Friday night. There's some details on my Twitter page and also on our Facebook page if you want more information about that. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas... Garcia is right there. Yeah, Ben, looking forward to a Friday. I'm even geared up for the game. I uh, was going to show this to you in the parking lot, but you got intercepted by one of our coworkers in a conversation. Yes. I, I am wearing my 
66ers hat right now. Oh, you are prepared. Yes, I'm ready to go. All right. I will I will have one of those myself here. That's uh, I'm told it's on the way here. So I will oh, we will both nice. be representing the 66ers in complete. And then Roberto will be wearing a, probably a Dodger cap. <laughs> even no, though they're an angel. Like they're an angel. Uh, maybe a Raiders. A Raiders <laughs> hat, you might yeah. go to the Raiders. Will Coop be wearing Coop will be hatless because we've yeah. never seen him wear a hat. I, He's not a hat guy. Not sure if he owns a hat. He's got the hair. So yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't need... want to cover up that beautiful yeah. hairdo. He's got good genetics there. Well, at I, some point, his hair is going to go away. I, and I've been wear. told I got a 66ers hat coming in the mail, too, so I'm waiting for it. Wow. Really? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Damn, maybe I shouldn't have bought one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good job by you, Eddie. I don't know. Now, you sent it under the weather to me. Dr. Maller came out. Yeah, he sounds sick, Eddie. He sounded a little sick. You should go with the garlic, Eddie. Garlic therapy. Do I? I, I? He did at the beginning. Maybe you just no. hadn't talked all weekend. Maybe you were very quiet. You were like a, a monk, hmm. and uh, you didn't speak. Yes? You took a vow of silence? Well, no, I don't talk as much off the mic as I do on the mic. I mean, obviously, they pay us to do that. So maybe maybe you, uh, Dr. Maller has detected something. Maybe something's coming. Well, no. Maybe it was just a case where you hadn't spoken in your radio voice, mm-hmm. your broadcasting voice, which is much different so, than your regular voice. It sounded like you were, scre- you were screaming at a game or something, and you lost your voice. Yeah, it was at that Charger game going crazy. Yeah, I didn't, yeah that that's what it was. No, I didn't go. <laughs> you didn't go. Oh, God, no. I don't go to preseason So your wife games. went alone? Is yeah, that what happened? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she wow. did. Wow. Did she bring a friend or something? Or yes, she, yes. Did. She okay. gave her ticket to a friend. So she wasn't alone. Well, she, she drove to the game alone, but she met uh, her friend at the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's good. Yeah. What did you do? Uh, I stayed home. and uh, Did you watch a different game? Did you? Yeah. Uh, I may have been flipping around uh, on, that, on the computer. Is that still working for you? Yeah. Okay. I got another one I could see. I found another one. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. Even better. This that, one's even better. Even better? Yeah. Right. Watch well. four games at once. Oh. Four games at once. Feel feel Four. free to pass along. Preseason football games. Every game, any game, yeah. you name it, you can watch it. You know, but it's only for certain. You know, it's, nice. Yeah, because you know, we're in the business. You know. Right. That's how we roll. Special people. We're very special oh, people. Yeah. Very important people, Eddie. That's who we are here. That's why we're working Sunday night and the Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I always when I come in here, I always I'm like, wow, my my my. It's always weird the Sunday night thing. Now, the trash has piled up. Not as high oh. as normal. <laughs> it's Bob Guerra special. Weekend producer Bob Guerra in charge of the weekend. So he makes sure there's a nice big pile of trash right behind he me. He would right never do that intentionally, though. No, Not at all. No, no, no. And he would never do a victory lap on social media for that <laughs> at all. Would not happen. So, but That's, that's a, our friend. Yeah, it's going to be a Little fun Bobby. A fun weekend. Very excited. I was watching the the Raiders Ram game on TV and I saw the Rams new cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw there were some fights in the stands. Who could have saw that coming? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, there was only about. there was only two though. Only so that's two. Good. Only two on camera anyway. <laughs> uh, how much did the Raider fan pay for a ticket to that dreck? Man, I I heard a little bit. I did not go to that game. I heard Musburger, who sa- I sounded good. Now, I Papa, the old radio guy for the Raiders, uh, who's a 49er guy now, by the way. Just no, he's not. no, he's not. No, he's not. He's going to be working with the 49ers. When, yes. when is he going to start? I saw that on Twitter the other day. I don't think that's when. When they already have a play-by-play. When's he going to do the 49er games? He's going to be doing a what's he going to do? A pre-game or post-game or something? Oh, like well, that. he can do that, but he's not going to do the play-by-play. Well, that's that's different. No, but Papa's a good. Guy, Papa's though. good. But I thought Musburger. It's to me, it sounded like he was calling a Rose Bowl game. Or something like that. It was. It sounded. He was getting into it. And everyone knew it was a terrible game, and it was horrible. But I, I thought Musburger sounded good. You know, and people were ripping him. They were killing him. because he's not Greg. You know, he's not Bob. Greg. He's Greg, not one Bob, of the Papas. Papa. <laughs> Eventually, I'll get there to the right Papa. There are Greg a couple Papa. of them. There yeah, are a yeah, exactly. Of them. Yeah. The, the, the wrote. Who's are there? More Papas or Alberts? There's more, oh, Alberts. more Alberts. There's yeah. more Alberts. There's more Alberts. Yeah. Yeah. That's much bigger. Including uh, second-generation Alberts yeah, as well. that's right. Yeah. Friend of the show, Kenny Albert. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a very good, good guy. Good hockey guy. Yeah, and he's not above our show. He's, I've hung out with him. He's a good guy. We like him. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So we have five more days to get through, and then it's college football activity. That's right. It doesn't seem like it. It's not good college football, but it's yeah. Well, no, they're not playing. They are playing, but not. We're not in five days. They're not playing in five days. It's New Mexico State, the Aggies against Wyoming. Boy, how's Wyoming going to do now? Oh man, Wyoming post Josh Allen. Good luck. Good luck to those Cowboys. Uh, that's one of the games on the twenty fifth. There's a few games. You've got Hawaii and Colorado State. 
That game on the 25th also, and the Rams of Colorado State, a 14-point favorite. But I'll tell you what, Hawaii, I know they usually don't travel well when they leave the islands. Like those Warriors. Are they back to being the Rainbow Warriors? Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, so, so anyway, let, let's get to the point, please. College football, there's a tradition. Somebody does a story where they interview a bunch of coaches off the record. Uh, now, this, I guess, is a, I think CBS is doing it now. But it, it's candid coaches. Who doesn't love candid coaches? Off-the-record comments about rival coaches. And this story has popped up on the interweb this week. The most underrated coach, according to candid coaches, these are coaches that vote without their names being public, it was a tie. It was a tie between David Shaw of Stanford and Chris Peterson of UW of Washington. Now, your most overrated coaches, which is obviously the better story. The better story is the most overrated. Underrated, eh. Overrated, that's where you have conversation, right? The most overrated coach, also a tie. Who is the most overrated coach in college football? Well, two people share the lead. You have Willie Taggart, who takes over at Florida State, has yet to coach a game with the Seminoles, and James Franklin from... Penn State from Happy Valley in a tie as the most overrated coaches. But in that same story, now that, now that would be enough. You can say, well, Willie Taggart, you know, he was at Oregon for a cup of coffee, and now he gets the Florida State job. He didn't win at Oregon, but now he gets the Florida State job. Uh, but it was what had been said about another coach that I believe is where we need to start and where we need to talk about candid coaches, Nick Saban. Something was said about Nick Saban that raised some eyebrows. Enough eyebrows that we need to discuss it here. And if you did not see this and you have not heard about it, uh, in this particular story, Nick Saban was called out by several of these anonymous rival coaches as overrated. Yeah, all those national championships and a clearinghouse for NFL scouts overrated. Rated. Now, he only officially received one vote from the candid coaches as overrated, but there were other coaches that assaulted him verbally, Mr. Saban. Uh, and one quote which popped up in the story, and I'd like to share it with you, and I recommend reading the story. It's a pretty good story. Uh, but this is the part that resonated with me, and I wanted to talk about it here with you. And so here's the quote. Again, this is some anonymous coach. Uh, possibly the head coach at Auburn. I don't know. Uh, here it is. If you had the number one recruiting class in the country every year, you'd win like Nick Saban, the anonymous coach said. He shows up at every single game with a better roster than the teams he's playing. If you count cheating and getting the best players in the country as part of running a program, he's the best in the country, this candid coach said. Of Nick Saban. It's like saying an NFL coach is the best coach in the league if he gets 25 first round picks every year. End quote. All right, so let's get into this. Now, that's pretty good, right? We've heard the kind of thing in the past from people that are upset with Saban. Typically, it's guys that call radio shows. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, Saban's not that good. Ah, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. I can go on a rant about him eating little Debbie uh, foods and, and being. A little Napoleon and all that. I could do that. But uh, listen, the question, let's make it very simple. Because right? this is clearly pointing out that Nick Saban does nefarious things with the Alabama football program. So let's frame it this way. Here's the question. Do you think that Nick Saban is running a 100% clean program at Alabama? Roll Tide! By no means, okay? Now, I realize if you're listening to me deep in the heart of Alabama – and you have a, a, a giant elephant fathead on your wall, uh, and you worship everything to do with Alabama football, you don't want to hear that. But that's the reality, right? No, of course not 100% clean. Now, my perspective on this, you've got protected interest, animosity, and the prophecy. All right, those three things. Again, protected interest, animosity, and the prophecy, and they kind of rhyme. We'll link them all together. Now, the, it was not intentional. Uh, a, Nick Saban, the fact that he is winning and winning at the rate that he's winning in, 
in college football and how bad he was as an NFL coach. Well, no, but he was mediocre. wasn't bad. He was mediocre. He was average. You know, he picked the wrong players in the NFL. But it is my position that this does not happen. Winning at the level that Nick Saban has won at over these past years at Alabama cannot happen without what? Without shenanigans. Cannot happen. Now, do I have any evidence? Do I have any direct evidence? No. I have circumstantial evidence. I have past examples of other programs. And it is my belief that nobody who wins big has completely clean hands. I don't care how much soap they put on their hands. There's some dirt, and maybe it's buried in the cuticles of the fingernails, but it's there. All right, and the, the gold standard of this. Hey, I love it here. The, the I'm sure you do. The gold standard is John Wooden. Now, I love Coach Wooden, and as you know, I'm a proud voter for the John R. Wooden Award, the most coveted award in all of sports. But even the great John Wooden, a man who I once interviewed years ago and would, would eat fried chicken when he got to a certain age, because you don't have to worry about the long-term health problems with fried chicken. When you get to a certain age, you don't have to worry about any long-term health problems because you're not going to be around that long. You might as well just enjoy life at that particular point. But anyway, John Wooden had the infamous Sam Gilbert. Right? Legendary story in L.A. sports history, the UCLA booster, a car dealer who helped the Wizard of Westwood become the Wizard of Westwood in the 1960s and the 1970s. And you, know, you have to step you have to step back and and but when you're inside of big time college athletics football which we're talking about or basketball it, it's kind of like the drug industry in, in you can do steroids or whatever the new PED is in baseball you just have to be a step ahead of the drug testing if you're a step ahead of the drug testing you're not going to get caught and in college athletics you have to be a step ahead of the NCAA right there are things that you can do where you will not be caught, there will be no direct line going back to you. But let's be honest here. The glamour schools, and in football, Alabama is one of the greats. They're good for business, right? This is a protected institution. It's a protected interest. If you dinged every big-time school, every school that gets notoriety, and these are protected interests there, if you start doing that, eventually – It'll take a little while, but it would affect the bottom line. Television pays a lot of money, and a lot of that money goes for those Saturday college football packages to show schools like Alabama. And if you start putting them on timeout and taking away scholarships and doing the things that the NCAA has the possibility of doing uh, when you punish schools, suddenly it becomes problematic to the bottom line. And these are semi-professional football outfits, these college football teams. So you have NCAA rules. You have the reality, though, of selective enforcement for the big boys. It's one thing if you want to punish Texas Tech or Iowa State or Wake Forest or schools of that ilk because those schools, while occasionally they'll put a good team on the field, they're not sexy schools for football. They're not. So you have to, with recruiting, it's like being an acrobat. But you're an acrobat doing a high-wire act without a net. But if you if, if at those schools you, you don't have a net because you get caught, you're dinged. But at the big power schools, yeah, you get a little bit of a safety net. Now, the second thing here, Part B, let's also not overlook the bitterness which is in play here. All coaches at high-profile schools are essentially going after the same players. It's not any real different the players that Alabama is trying to get. They're competing against the same play, you know, schools every year, you know who those schools are. And so Nick Saban and the Alabama machine have made these other coaches look like fools. And what does that do? That that leads to resentment. It's like, why can't we be like Saban and Alabama? And there's animosity in the coaching fraternity to Nick Saban. I think this is kind of obvious. You knew that. It's understandable that it would be that way. In any work uh, like this, if you're a salesperson, there's a, somebody else at the other company that's making you look bad. You're like, hey, screw that guy or that woman. I, you know, I'm gonna beat them. Uh, you know, I, I don't like them. You know, they're doing something illegal, uh, and, and so that happens. Now, Saban does enter every single game with a better roster than the teams he's playing. That's accurate. It's not wrong. It's the way it is. 
It's always surprising when Alabama loses a game, and it's typically because of something Alabama did, not something some other team did. That's the reality now. Uh, and the thing about the, the big picture for Alabama, it is interesting to note that nobody has been able to find any real dirt on this era of Nick Saban and Alabama. You think of people digging around, people don't like Urban Meyer, right? Urban Meyer wins a ton at Ohio State. Well, he found something on Urban Meyer, right? So somebody leaked something to a guy on his Facebook page, and he wrote about it, and it became a big thing uh, for Urban Meyer. And and it's not just Urban Meyer. You know, the previous regime in Ohio State, right? You go back, and Ohio State, they've been sliced up a little bit. You had the tattoo gate uh, with players trading, which is ridiculous, Ohio State merchandise to get tattoos. Anyway, the last thing here, the parting shot on this There is also a self-fulfilling prophecy in play involving Alabama. Now, what do I mean by that? All things being equal, the top players in high school are more likely to end up with Nick Saban. So what I mean by that is if Alabama is, as we said, going after the same recruits that Clemson, Florida State, Florida, Ohio State, Michigan, USC, the usual suspects, are going after. The perception is that Nick Saban is going to get you to the NFL, and he's going to get you drafted higher in the NFL. It's a clearinghouse for the National Football League, and so that helps attract the top players to Tuscaloosa, which turns into the reality that it is a pro football factory in Tuscaloosa. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You want to comment on that? It is fair game. You can hit me up on Twitter at Ben Maller and call in if you want to get your voice heard on the radio. And that is 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia is right over there. There Now, I will say uh, that uh, I actually grew up an Alabama fan. My mom is from, from Alabama and, uh, but I'm not a Nick Saban fan. I just, I just, I'm not a fan of him personally. Although he is a so great coach, guy. he's a great guy. He oh, he's he's mean? very warm and cuddly. There's no doubt about that. But let's, let's let us give him some credit to the fact that you know when he took over Alabama and Mike Shula was coaching, that was not the Alabama that we see now. He had to kind of rebuild them back up to where they are now that they they are getting all those good players every year. But they weren't when he took over that job. So. He deserves some credit for resurrecting that program. I mean, it's easy to sit back now and say, well, look at all the great players he's getting. Yeah, but that wasn't the way he started when he got there. Yeah, okay, so that took a couple of years, and then we're off to the races. The floodgates have opened, and there's no stopping. But, right. but, but, my, but my point is this. like The, the coach is that candid coach's story, which I don't know if you read that or not. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I like that kind of stuff. And who knows who those coaches are. Those those could be like the I, I the, would what? I would do anything if it right. could be revealed that it was Will Muschamp. <laughs> that would be pretty Wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> that he was the that unnamed be, source? That would be oh, pretty good. God, that would be great. Yeah. Like I'm really surprised that Saban never went back to the NFL. He was such a failure in the NFL. I thought for sure at some point he would try to correct that. Because that's the top level of football and college football is not. And he, he hasn't, and now he's at the age now where he's not going to, it's hard to imagine him at, in his, what is he, almost 67, that he's going to go to the NFL now. He's going to coach out his time at Alabama, and maybe he'll coach another five years. Who knows? He'll coach into his 70s, uh, mid, maybe even mid-70s at Alabama. He, but no, nah, he's not going to go to the NFL. But you think about how bad he was that last year with the Dolphins. And, in your uh, monologue, yes, Roberto? In your yes. monologue, Ben, you mentioned uh, – John Wood, I never heard that story that you that you said about. You never heard about Sam Gilbert? Uh, uh-uh, uh, never. Oh, Roberto, that's a legendary LA story, man. I used to work with a guy who would remind me every time I would talk about those great UCLA teams. Well, what, what about Sam Gilbert? You know, and, and then uh, when when USC had their run with Pete Carroll, we were like, well, who's their Sam Gilbert? Who's their guy feeding the players with cars? They did have a guy though, right? Because because uh, Reggie Bush had the house, his parents had the house, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. But those USC people said, well, it wasn't directly with the school. You know. it, was, it, was, it was somebody else, you know, some third party that was involved in that. 877-99 on Fox is the number. Let's say hello to Mark, the full name guy, and he is next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Mark. <laughs> well, hello, Ben Maller. I bet you're expecting me to play Caps on my harmonica after that fantastic 
road losses by the Giants in Cincinnati. Well, well, I had already given up on the Giants months ago. You, for some reason, have not given up on the Giants. So, yeah, that's fine. That's your prerogative. You can do what you want. Well, I'm not going to play caps, but I'm about this close to giving up on them. Yeah. Well, there's a room on the Dodger bandwagon, if you'd like, in the back. Oh, don't you dare. We don't have any rooms in the front. Well, you've got to have a team. You've got to have some skill. You know, that Hollywood market called himself Brooklyn Bridge Mark or Verrazano Bridge Mark or Washington Bridge Mark, but I'm not going for that Hollywood Mark. He didn't sound very Hollywood. He didn't, uh, no, he uh, did. He's a good guy. No. He seemed like a good caller. He's better than you. you know? <laughs> he yeah. sounds okay, though. Yeah. But that that uh, handle's got to go. Yeah. You're you a, handle yourself, Ben Mallard. You're such, a, you're such a critic, Mark. How can we help you, Mark? What, what, what do you need here? How can I help you out? What do you need? Well, I ain't sure, Ben Mallard. i tell you the truth. Uh, life has just been so great over the last 16 months. I've lost 75 pounds. I beat back anemia symptoms. That's good. I beat back pre-diabetes. Yeah. You've you've threatened my life only one time in the last few months. That's good. That's that's a positive. You're getting better. Baby steps, but you're doing better. That's good. Yeah, baby yeah. steps. There you go. Yeah. Not giant steps, but baby steps. That's now, are right. you dieting or are you just not getting food? There's a difference between lo- you know, losing weight. There's different well, ways. Well, you, know. you might say I'm uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, a deprived uh, of proper nutrition, but that yeah. wouldn't really be true either. Actually, I'm eating really well. I'm just not eating a lot. You're just not eating a lot. So it's you're cutting back on your calories. Are you doing Absolutely. a lot of Are you doing a lot of walking? Are you walking and a lot of walking? A lot of walking. Man, have I been doing a lot of walking? Now you're back in the Bay Area, correct? Yes, I am. This you, is correct. You yes. were in Oregon, ironically, in Medford, Oregon, where the uh, that's hallowed ground. That's where Jeannie and Medford lived for many years. There, we loved Jeannie. Yes, that's uh, was there. Was there a sign in Medford that here is where Jeannie and Medford resigned right here or lived? Oh, you know, I was actually considering building a memorial to Jeannie, but I couldn't yeah. find anyone that actually knew her. Well, yeah, well, she, well, because she well, she stayed inside, and really, a memorial would have just been some empty whiskey bottles. Would have been a proper memorial for Jeannie and some yeah, cigarette some containers. Whiskey bottles, that's true. But some cartons the of smoke. I've given up drinking. I don't know where I was going to find all those whiskey bottles. You've given up drinking? I I gave up liquor like a while ago, Ben. Uh, judging by your calls, I don't think it was that long ago. Yeah. I'm well, now. Well, yeah, but I'm still on PEDs and morphine. Oh, you know, that's I'm good. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, well, this is, I give this call. I'm going to give this call a, a C-, minus, uh, but I'm going to move on now, okay? Uh, well, go you're ahead. a curmudgeon. C for <laughs> yeah. See, I give him a C-, minus, and all of a sudden, then he gets, uh, he gets emotional, and he starts ranting and raving there. I'm a doctor. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Let's do the third degree right now. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. I said that. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper. Ben, former Clipper DeHonte Jones, who? Uh, he said over the weekend that he thinks that immaturity was the cause behind the demise of Lob City. Do you agree with him? Oh, absolutely not. Listen, that is subterfuge is what that is there. That is evasion. Uh, the Clippers were done in by two things. That era of Clipper basketball was done in by two things. You know what those two? I'll tell you what those two things were because I was a witness. I was rubbernecking watching when that took place. The first thing here, they sucked at a time you cannot suck. Chris Paul and Blake Griffin both took turns taking a plunge off the cliff late in games. All right, Now, Doc Rivers also. Doc Rivers needed to learn the Heimlich maneuver coaching these guys, and he made some bonehead decisions also. But I will never forgive them until my last breath on this mortal coil for blowing a 3 to 1 lead and more importantly a 19 point third quarter lead at home against the Houston Rockets and it wasn't even James Harden and the stars of the Rockets that led the comeback it was scrubs on the bench that led the Rockets back in the 2015 playoffs that is an unforgivable sin and it had nothing to do with immaturity it had everything to do with lack of execution and secondly the clippers 
They proved that era, right? They proved that they were physically weak. They mixed on-court calamity. Chris Paul making bad decisions at the end of games. Blake Griffin also. You, you combine that, J.J. Redick missing jump shots. You also had injury upheaval, right? They, it was an art form where these guys, they couldn't even dribble the ball without breaking a finger. It was embarrassing. Basketball one-on-one. What is still wrong with the Clippers? And I don't want to talk. I don't, I don't even remember. I'm a Clipper guy. I don't remember who Dante Jones is on the Clippers. I'm not a spokesman for the Clippers. But nobody. Next. Now, in what I am dubbing handshake gate, Tom Brady had to comment uh, yet again about the lack of a handshake between he and Nick Foles. Now, Brady said that he would never intentionally snub Foles. Do you believe him? No. It's, the whole thing is... A non-story, right? I mean, hey, Tom Brady is the 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 OG, right? He's the the OG of the Super Bowl. This was self-preservation. What Tom Brady did was self-preservation. When you win the Super Bowl, right? What happens? You stay on the field. You celebrate with your teammates. It's an amazing thing. Big party there. When you lose, you get out of Dodge as soon as possible because what happens? It's bedlam. All right, there's confetti, balloons, fireworks, thousands of media running on. Uh, it's like the running of the bulls in Spain. It's a sea of humanity. You get the hell out of there. You preserve yourself. And B, Nick Foles is just merely visiting Tom Brady's neighborhood. All right? It's kind of like an Airbnb. He's staying for a night. But Tom Brady is the all-time great. And you know, Foles is a, back to being a third-rate quarterback, a backup, and uh, you know he made a deal with the devil. Fine, that's great. But uh, no, Tom Brady, listen, he ran off the field. It's not a regular season game. When, when other guys would run off the field in regular season games, that's a different story. No, you're supposed to run off because you're going to get trampled. There's a herd of people running on the field at the Super Bowl. Next. Now, former Eagle tight end Brent Selleck said that he would rather retire from football than play for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Ben, do you respect the dedication to the rivalry, or is this kind of lame? Uh, this is another one of those. Uh, disingenuous is the word for Brent Selleck, right? And the reason it's disingenuous is, number one, Dallas has zero interest. They have more interest in Koopa Loop playing tight end for the Cowboys than Brent Selleck. Okay, Selleck is 33 years old. He's past his prime. And the last two seasons combined, he's played every game and caught 27 passes in the last two years. There is no market for him. There is no reason to think that the Cowboys would give him a phone call. Nobody, in fact, around the NFL is banging down his door. And number two, the reason this is disingenuous is that Brent Selleck is simply trying to get brownie points with the Neanderthals in Philadelphia. Right? If Jerry Jones offered him $30 million to play tight end in Dallas this season, guess how Brent Selleck would respond. He would sign with the Dallas Cowboys. You know it, and I know it. He'd be singing a different song. There it is, Mallard of the Third Degree. How did we do? And you failed this edition. Of course it was immaturity. It was not immaturity. You're wrong. That's spoken like an uneducated basketball observer. That's a bad job by you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. It's the instant advice line on screen radio. This is where we turn to you for the pulse of the people. A burning issue in the world of sports, and you get to give your knowledge, your life experience, your wisdom to help out whoever needs your help. Now, typically we help out athletes and coaches and prominent media members. Those are generally the areas most weeks that we turn to. But this week, we mentioned it last last week. We'll do it now. Coming up at the end of the week at a Cal League baseball game in San Bernardino, California. The Inland Empire 66ers, myself, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie Garcia, Roberto, infamous from Romance with Roberto, and Kuba Loop will all be on hand. We're going to throw out the first pitch before this game. Now, we, 
We've done this before. Roberto was not with us. We had Danny G back in the day, but Roberto's joining the show, and so he'll be part of it now. Any advice you have on throwing out the first pitch at a minor league baseball game, it's quite the honor. We're excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Meet a lot, many, many, many people from the militia who are going to be there. So what is your advice to us on throwing out the first pitch? You're live on the air when you hear my voice at 877-99 on Fox. We'll start out with you, line one. Hello, line one. You're on the air. Go. Hi. All right. Line two. Hello, line two. Your advice to us on throwing out. All right. Yes, line three. You're on the air. 877-99 on Fox. We're giving advice to us on throwing out the first pitch at that minor league game. Hello, line three. Let little big mouth Antonio. All right, uh, let's go to line four. You're on the air. Hello, line four. Be like Ben Maller and fake an injury. Uh, no, there's no faking an injury here, sir. I've never done that in my broadcasting career. How dare you? Line, hang, dump that. Line five. Hello, line five. Snickerdoodle shortbread fudgy nut bars. How many treats in the cookie jar? <laughs> <laughs> I made oh. some uh, oh. mean snickerdoodles God, over the weekend. Good. Let me tell you something. Oh. I, I'm going to have to make some for the show. I made Please some do. snickerdoodles over the weekend. I'll break the diet for that. I, I love snickerdoodles. Those, those are my favorite cookies. Oh, they're so good. Nah, maybe, let me tell you something. The Maller snickerdoodle, which I just got <laughs> off the internet, amazing. Baby, <laughs> you want to hang out with me? You better yeah. get me that good stuff. Yeah, my, yeah. my wife got me bacon a couple weeks back, so oh, this yeah. is the, the I would say the, the top cookie that I've made. Baker this, Ben. Yeah, Baker Ben the Baker. The cookie maker. Line six. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air. Hello, line six. <laughs> you take it more than three times. You're playing with it. All right. I'm not, all right. Stop that. All right. Put, put that in there. Line one, you're on the air. We're giving advice to us. We're throwing out the first pitch at a minor this league good baseball advice, way, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Hello, line one. Hello, Ben. Um, my advice is get ass on Facebook. Okay. Thank you for that. Line, see, Roberto, I don't think knows what that is. Hello, line two. You're on the air. Hello. Hi, I'm William Devane, pencil neck. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Line three, hello, go. Hi, my advice is to wear a Red Sox cap, you Boston suck-up. That, yeah, that's right. He will, and, and I will be, I'd be proud to announce, on Monday night, I will be on Red Sox Review, the post-game Red Sox show off that Indians-Red Sox game. So when you're leaving Fenway, turn me on. I'll talk all Red Sox all the time. Hello, line four, you're on the air, go. Guys, remember this. If you pitch high, you get a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> well, people be pitching high, that's for sure. <laughs> I love it. Line, this is good. Line five, you're on the air. Hello. I got turned on and it scared me. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. <laughs> this is one of the greatest of all time. This Don't jinx it. Line Too six, late. you're on the air. Hello, line six. I'll see you there, Roberto. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not going now. <laughs> All right. Line line one, you're on the air. Hello, line one. We're giving advice to us. We're throwing out the first pitch at a minor league baseball game at the end of the week. Hello, line one. Mallers an ass, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. Uh, line, I was going to say something else for a minute. Line two, hello. You got to caress the balls. <laughs> no, it's, it's one. We get one ball. One beautiful ball. Line th- line three. Hello, you're on the air. Make sure you don't skip your shipment from the Geyer Clinic. Yeah, I'll try to avoid that. That's well, my my wife though. She's got some packages coming from the Geyer Clinic. No women. You notice very rarely do women call this instant advice line. It's like a it's a territory for the men, is what it is. Line five. You're on the air. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. By the way, hello. Line five. All right. Great call by line five. Line six. You're on the air. Go. Don't be afraid. Adjust yourself and use some muscle. Oh, see, there's a woman. That's the one. You got to adjust yourself properly. You don't want a groin injury. Line one, hello. Line one's not there. We'll try line two. It's the instant advice line for those of us on the show. Throwing out the and first And get asked pitch. on Facebook. Oh, you found it. All right, hello, line two. It burns when I pee. All right, see a doctor, sir. Drink lots of water. I recommend possibly some cranberry yeah. juice. Garlic. Garlic would help as well. Yeah. Line three, hello. All right, we'll go to line four. You got to pay attention. Line four, you're on the air. Go. Morphine, Vicodin, and a pooper scooper for Kramer. All right. <laughs> well, Kramer's going to be there. Blind yeah, Scott's will, bringing Kramer. We'll have to, who's going to pick up the poop? Blind Scott's not going to do it, right? Well, he won't know where it is. That's right. That's the problem. Yeah, line yeah. five, you're on the air. Hello, line five. 
Only get your toast, butter both sides. Hey, you think Blind Scott will let me take Kramer out to the mound to throw out the first pitch? <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be, I, I, I would do it. I don't think you No, probably so. not. Yeah, line he six. Hello, line six. Yeah, no, that's like a big fat clown. Okay, yes, line one, you're on the air. Hello, go. You have to put it in your mouth first. Like, yeah, All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't want the end of that. Koopaloop, pick one, final call. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'm blaming you. Final call, instant advice line. Line four. Line four. You're on the air. Line four. Go. Last call for us throwing out the first pitch at a minor league game. Go ahead. Puff, puff, pitch. There it is. Puff, puff, pitch. Advice. That's Coop's personal pitching coach right there. <laughs> All right. Good job by everybody. I feel more prepared, Eddie. I'm ready to go. I, I Throw me out there. Coop fest. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.